0: Well, they're in. What's in? The Mackinac
1: peaches. The Mackinac peaches. Oh, right. The ones from Oregon that are
0: only ripe for two weeks a year. Yeah, yeah. I waited all year for this. Oh, this is fantastic. Makes your taste buds come alive. It's like having a circus in your mouth. Take a taste. No, I don't want to. Come on, just take a taste. I don't want it. Come on, just taste. I don't want it. Ah! I'm not
1: going to taste your peach. February 4th, 2024. Hello, friends. Hey. Welcome back to your first regular degular twip of 2024. I guess it is. Because we had the pendies last month. Yeah. Congratulations again to all our nominees and winners. You're all amazing people.
0: Amazing. Yes. Woo.
1: So let's get on with some stuff, shall we? New stuff. We got
0: the post-it.
1: Okay, so at the end, I guess it was middle, because beginning, somewhere in there,
0: December. (laughs) End, middle, beginning. One of
1: those. One of those in December, (laughs) probably more toward the beginning, not that I think about it. Um, The Kingery Season 12 finale premiered, so that is done. We are on hiatus, but there are many episodes that are coming to fill the gap, and Season 13 is already well underway, um we're writing the words the that's words right. are being written. The fifth script of season 13 is just being started on now and we're in production on one and lines are being recorded for two or maybe three, something like that. So it is chugging along. Woo. And in January when we had the pendies, so there was no other news about stuff, season 2 of Genesis Avalon Patriot premiered, which was actually just last week, last nice. week of, of January. So that has Is back. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And I can't remember if I mentioned this before, so I'm just going to throw it out there again. That's fair. The next pendant Shakespeare production is going to be Henry VI, part two, following after part one that was done last year.
0: As Stands to reason. As is the custom.
1: Yes. So (laughs) that will be coming later this year. It's not in production yet. We're giving the crew and cast a little break because it's mostly a lot of the same cast, too. So... Mm -hmm. They're taking a little break, and they're going to get back at it in a few months, and so that will probably premiere, I'm guessing, late summer, maybe fall, somewhere in there. But we will keep you posted.
0: As usual, via the post-its. you post post-ed. Post-ed. Yes.
1: Okay, and now, guess what we have a whole bunch of?
0: <laughs> International stats?
1: Why are you still laughing? I don't get it.
0: I, it's just cute how excited well, you thank become. thank you. It's adorable. Yes.
1: All right, let's see. Where do we start? i'll start here seminar made it up to number seven in sci-fi in hungary
0: hungarians again hello the
1: the pendant shakespeare made it up to number eight in drama in hungary okay all right so genesis avalon made it up to number 14 in sci-fi in belgium belgium the kingery went up to number 61 in sci-fi in canada number 12 in sci-fi in the Netherlands, and number 20 in sci-fi in Sri Lanka. Goodness. Major Machine made it up to number 5 in sci-fi in Denmark, number 4 in sci-fi in Sweden, and number 20 in sci-fi in Italy.
0: Wow. Hi, people. Yeah. Welcome.
1: Tilly's Trans Tuesdays made it up to number 63 in personal journals in South Africa, Number 13 in personal journals in Italy. And number 8 in personal journals in Bulgaria.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. And...
0: Italians, my people.
1: Okay, most bonkers one.
0: I'm listening. Twip. Oh, no.
1: This here show made it up to number 61 in Canada and number 7 in Japan.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Hello, Japanese friends. I don't know why you like this show, but we're glad you do.
0: I mean... No one listens to this, and now a lot of people are. What?
1: Comparatively. Still less than our other shows by a lot, but more than used to listen to TWiP, so... Hello,
0: new Japanese friends.
1: And other international friends from around the globe.
0: Yes, we are happy to know you.
1: We don't know them.
0: We could. Potential knowing ahead.
2: From Atlanta, Georgia, we have Kat Peterson on the line. Hello, Kat. Hello. How are you today?
3: I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing
2: well. How are things in Atlanta? (laughs) Says the guy from Atlanta.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, we're on different sides of Atlanta, so. Yeah,
2: we're, 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 yeah. Um, you're south and west, and I'm north and kind of east.
3: Yeah, like I said, opposite. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so how is it down there?
3: Well, uh, pretty beautiful, but that's just my opinion.
2: <laughs> excellent, excellent. Thank you for being here tonight and juggling schedules and stuff. I really appreciate it.
3: Yeah, it's all good.
2: So we have questions. Hopefully, you have answers. Or this is very short and one-sided.
3: <laughs> you have questions, and I have answers. Sounds good. <laughs> it's a great way to do an interview. Hey,
2: hey I, I like to go with tradition. So um, let's let's jump in. And I'm curious, how did you find your way into voice acting, and then how did you find your way independent?
3: Ooh. How did I find my way into voice acting?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I asked you first.
3: <laughs> that's uh, that's that's an interesting question. Uh, when it comes to voice acting, it was always one of those jobs I grew up wanting to do. The idea of voice acting, I re- I remember just from a really young age, my brother and I actually used to. We had this ancient old tape recorder, uh, and we would record our own little radio interviews with the two of us just being different character voices and actually whole interviews of our different characters. And uh, my brother actually found one the other day. It was really funny. Uh, but I, it was one of those things that I knew it existed, but I didn't realize it was a job like actual people could do. Like that never, never occurred to my brain. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, It ended up a few years back, um, I was doing a live production in a thousand seat room. So like concerts and uh, dramas and things like that. I did direction and and, uh, producing. So I was in charge of the team, making sure everybody was doing what they were supposed to. If any of my operators had to leave, you know, any of that stuff. And I ended up working with the talent, um, Mara Gale. Mm -hmm. So she has done voice acting for for several video games and things like that and she said girl you were made to voice act and I was like wait that's something you can do like my brain (laughs) just it just clicked when she was like you were made to do this why are you not doing this and I was like oh that is a that is a thing I, oh, that's a thing I can do. Oh. And so uh, she encouraged me and just, you know, I started, I started finding a little bit of community. I found a lovely community um, and we did comic dubs just as a way for me to practice and get confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of went from there. But like, I, I blame Mara Gale <laughs> because before that I was in the land of production, um, but I mean, I just, I'm very thankful that she was like, she saw that spark. And she was like, girl, get your butt over here. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and I love doing it. Cause like I said, it's something I wanted to do from when I was a child, but I never realized it was a thing I actually could do. And so mm-hmm. when I figured that out, I was like, oh, are you kidding? <laughs> of course.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very nice. Um, so how did you make your way to Pendant?
3: How did I make my way to Pendant? I had been keeping track of Pendant for a little while, and I saw that the stuff that Pendant did was of a really high quality. And I'm a storyteller, so I, I keep track of a lot of other different storytellers and people uh, who, who create productions because I love just hearing the way that people express stories. So I had been keeping mm-hmm. track of of Pendant for quite a while. and. Um, I hadn't had the confidence to audition for quite some time. And then Taryn came along, and uh, <laughs> this character was from a Pendant short. Um, and just reading the, the, the lines for Taryn, I was like, oh my gosh, this is something I'm just going to have a lot of fun with and just kind of go for it and be like my, my kind of more snarky version of myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I am with my closer friends. And uh, so I did that. And I ended up booking that one because they, they they certainly enjoyed that personality, um, and like that was the start. And when when uh, when the Shakespeare came along, I've always wanted to do Shakespeare, but I have autoimmune issues, so um, that causes issues in that I I can't always remember things correctly due to some of the autoimmune issues that I have. Um, And so I can't do stage acting because I can't remember things correctly. Uh, So when it came to an opportunity to do an audio version, I was fascinated and intrigued. And it was a French accent. Uh, And I do speak French. So for me, it was like, ooh, here's an interesting opportunity that I can use to really challenge myself. Let's just go for it and see what happens. And so that was how I ended up booking Joan. And I was just, really proud of myself for both of them i just took a risk and was like hey you know what i'm just gonna do this my way and in a way that expresses who i am and i think pendant saw that and they were really like cheering me on and it was super cool
2: well yeah i mean you and congratulations because you are a double pendy winner for exactly that um
3: well thank you i appreciate that
2: best lead actor and best actor in a seminar i'm sure that's awesome congratulations
3: thank you i appreciate that
2: um what was that like
3: (laughs) uh i i didn't know like that was the thing. <laughs> so I was like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> First of all, that people would vote for me. And second of all, that like sometimes my brain just doesn't connect certain things. It's like I know awards exist for stuff, but my brain never thinks of them because I'm not doing it for a reward of any kind. I'm doing it because it's something I enjoy and something that is storytelling, which, you know, I'm a storyteller. Like my mm-hmm. heart is to express stories in unique and wonderful ways so it mean, was just like wait that is a thing oh whoa okay so like I was absolutely mind blown but also my brain was like oh right that's a thing huh <laughs> so just really touched that people you know had faith in me because obviously I had no idea it existed and I was told I was nominated and I was like uh what <laughs> <laughs> this exists. Okay, cool. And people voted for me. What? <laughs> so, it was it was pretty cool.
2: So, for the seminar role, you how, how did you how did you tackle that? You just went I should do snark here and and go for that or was there something
3: Every time I sit down with the script, I take a minute and I read it through and I try my best to understand kind of what the feel for every situation is. And then I think through the character and kind of like, well, if I'm the character, I'm going to interact or react this way. But Mm -hmm. I also think of like, because I do the way I do takes is I do what my first reaction would be. And then I do another reaction that's sort of like midline, you know, and then I do a wild card. And so for Taryn, they actually used a lot of my wildcard takes because I think they've just really enjoyed what came out of those. Um, I I love improv because with Mm -hmm. my memory issues, like being able to improv is super helpful because it's like, well, I messed that up, but hey, here's this. (laughs) (laughs) And so just being able to take a, take a script and kind of riff on it in a unique way because of those improv skills was something that, like I said, they used a lot of those wildcard takes because it was like, oh, like, they loved the idea that Taryn was this playful and energetic person. And mm-hmm. and for me, that was a lot of fun. Because, you know, like I said, that's who I am with my closest friends.
2: Okay. And so what I was thinking before was you said that you are a storyteller. Mm-hmm. And that really rings with your Awards this year because one of them is for Summoner, which is all stories mm-hmm. <laughs> and the other is for Shakespeare which is like you know historically greatest storytelling of all time kind of
3: pretty epic yeah
2: right <laughs> she, I mean Shakespeare right <laughs> yeah like... see I words good too and
3: <laughs> I can word good yes
2: so with Joan, it it I would think it's less of what you were talking about with the other character, because Joan is pretty well established as who she is, right?
3: Yes and no, because of the way this is written and the English's disdain for the French, there's actually a twist to it that mm-hmm. this character doesn't stay consistent so you have to understand sort of the mental anguish that she would be going through because things are just really they just go really south for her and so she goes through some serious mental anguish and if you listen to the 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 last episode that she's in like you can hear that mental anguish and so it's just kind of tapping into that like uh it when she begins, she's very noble, and she's very much like, "I am on a quest from God." And and like, okay, she's very noble. She's very, you know, light. Even um, I added a little bit of a lightness to her voice at the beginning, and over mm. time, it becomes more harsh, and and you kind of start seeing that she's she's got these little cracks forming in in her persona as she goes, and it's it's an interesting performance in that. It has that progression to it, mm. uh, and and I think when you when you do listen to it, it's like oh, okay. <laughs> and at that final like that, her final moments in the audio, you're like oh wow, okay. So so this is that culmination of all of the little things that we were hearing just come to fruition, and that was a lot of fun. It's like I love age progressing characters, so that's a whole thing. But mm. like emotionally progressing a character who starts out like just light and i'm on a mission and just over time just starts getting to be a little more um bothered by things and then eventually just kind of everything breaks it's just it's fun (laughs) (laughs) for lack of a better term it's it's fun um and so it it's something that can really help engross listeners into the story as well because they're You know when they pick up on those little things of like, oh wow, okay, she's she's kind of changed from the last time we met her. Of like, oh well, she's she's a little more serious now. Like, oh, she's uh, she's got some stuff on her mind. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a fun way of storytelling.
2: Very cool. Very cool. So, what uh, I'm going to ask you some um, hypotheticals now. Ooh. Um. What kind of character would you like to play if it came across in a, in a show in Pendant?
3: Hmm, that's a good question.
2: Thanks. I strive for excellence.
3: <laughs> that is really difficult. I, I've always wanted to be the villain sort, because it's so different from who I am as a human. Mm-hmm. I'm the type of person that I had a really troubled upbringing. Um, It was really hard. So for Mm -hmm. me, I found that positivity is just the way I live my life. And it's not toxic positivity. It's genuine. I find that gratitude is how I make it through my day. And so for me, I want to encourage people. I want to express gratitude. And so for me, I think being a villain would be a lot of fun. And it doesn't matter what kind of villain, but being a villain in general. And I got just a taste of that with joan because she does sort of become a villain of sorts but like i'm talking like that deep dark like yeah (laughs) that that's satisfying good good
2: (laughs) (laughs) okay okay um now i don't know how much of the other shows you've listened to um is there another production that we do that you're like i could be on that show that would be cool
3: Uh, I listen here and there. I'm ADHD, so my brain is always everywhere. And so I'll, (laughs) I'll just listen through a few episodes here and there of different ones and go back and forth and I get them confused. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I couldn't tell you that exactly because I'll listen to several of one and then a little while later I'll go back and listen to several of another and my brain sometimes will get characters confused back and forth as to which was which because my brain still goes, oh, that was a pendant production. And so it doesn't always remember the exact details of what happened. So I couldn't tell you which show, but I do I I certainly do love that of the things that I've heard like the storytelling is always just that good that I'm just like I feel satisfied you know when you eat a meal that's it's not like a super crazy heavy meal but like a really good roast chicken some some potatoes you know Mm -hmm. that some really good veggie you enjoy that kind of thing that's like you feel satisfied after that and like a really good audio drama leaves you kind of feeling that way of like oh. It feels good. I, I, I liked that. That was storytelling that like connected in some way or just kind of it made you laugh. Like, I love those type of shows and Pendant's really good at creating that. And so for me, I think I'd be happy to be on anything they'd have me on. <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot of accents and things too. So like, you might not even realize it's me.
2: <laughs> so I'm, I'm like the biggest Pendant fan. That's how I got this gig. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, perfect right as
3: as you. Okay.
2: i think it starts with the writers being awesome absolutely and the directors putting it together all of the things that come in from the voice actors i just the the way things get put together just we have some really talented people in Pendant. It blows my mind.
3: Oh, absolutely! Like I, I especially loved because Jeff was constantly just like I, I would add little extras sometimes. Like on the very first one, on the very first uh, Henry the Sixth one, there are there's one spot where there's a whole bunch of, of French folks speaking French, and it's at one point <laughs> you you actually hear me express some French expletives. Uh, Yes.
2: (laughs) I remember that. I remember they commented on that in, in, in the commentary. Now, I said when I opened up with the intro that you are here in Atlanta, but you are actually from Canada.
3: Correct. Yes. I'm from the Canadian prairies. You know that joke about it being so flat you can watch your dog run away for three days? It's kind of true. <laughs> it really is that flat there.
2: Okay. So you're not from Montreal or Quebec area where there's a lot of French being spoken.
3: No, but uh, it's one of the things that's it's an, an integral part of the schooling. We start learning French from kindergarten. So oh, okay. You can choose. Uh, by sixth grade, you can choose whether or not you wish to continue it. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I, I ch- took it all the way to 12th grade, so... Um, I'm mm. at a higher level than most. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm fluent, but certainly more conversational. I wouldn't say I'm fluent mainly because my vocabulary is somewhat lacking, because if you don't get the chance to speak it really often, it can be really difficult. But,
2: right. Right. Right.
3: Um, yeah. <laughs> You weren't expecting I them, don't
2: were speak French. Yes.
3: <laughs> I, I speak a little French. It's not good. <laughs> That's what I said.
2: <laughs> so are you um doing stuff in other um production companies, you know, outside pendant?
3: Well, I do a variety of things. my main goal. Um I love storytelling. so I'm always mm-hmm. gonna be a fan of and just, Auditioning for podcasts, audio dramas, because I need to tell stories. It's just something that satisfies me personally, and I, I huh? love doing it. But my other great passion is video games. Video yeah. games have been one of those things in my life that I've always just found joy in, even just sneaking on the computer to play really, really ancient <laughs> shareware games <laughs> when I was little, because we didn't have a great computer. We couldn't afford much. Um, but uh, my brother would download different shareware games, so I started out by playing things like Rise of the Triad and um, Quake, all the Quake games and, and uh, uh, Doom yes. and things like that. And so I would uh... sneak on and play those <laughs> whenever possible, anytime I plausibly could. So whenever nobody else was home, you can bet I was trying to find a way to sneak on
0: <laughs>
3: to, play, <laughs> to play video games. So for me, uh, video games and PCs, like, that's my favorite absolute favorite thing. I love doing all those fun little NPC voices. Uh, I've gotten the opportunity to do a number of them and I'm, I'm really hoping that continues because like there's something really satisfying about like getting in a, a session with someone and they're like, hey, we got six voices for you today. And it's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's a lot of fun and uh, I've done a number of different things. Um, it's just, it's my happy place. It's a lot of fun
2: very cool um are there certain games that we might recognize you in
3: i'm in a number of indie games okay um i'm not sure that most people because i do so many types of voices i'm not sure it would necessarily be recognizable (laughs) that's that's uh that's the problem I'm coming across. Um, I'm, I'm in a number of uh, visual novels as well, uh, but it's hard for me to like. I'm not in anything like super famous. I'm just in the indie scene right now, so
0: okay.
3: <laughs> I'm not union yet. So <clears throat> I, I haven't been able to, uh, to to cross the threshold into more known things. But um, I just did a voice for a lovely little uh, indie game that is um, Home Run Home Run World um and i i did get to be the villain in that so that's fun or a villain in that um oh. and there's still that one's still under under production but it's going to be on steam um i'm in a number of different visual novels uh it's hard to it's hard to plug them because it's like you're not really going to be able to necessarily tell it's me <laughs> and so it's like yes i could tell you that but you're going to listen to that and be like wait is that actually you <laughs> like <laughs> when i send some of my work to relatives to listen to they're like I couldn't figure out which one you were. Which one were you?
2: (laughs) That just says you're doing it well.
3: (laughs) That just means I'm having a really good time. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) But it's a lot of fun. But Also, memory plays in on that. There's not a lot of, like, there's not a lot of things I remember really easily. I know one of the more recent ones is the Home Run World game. Okay. Uh, But uh, certainly... It's harder to remember a lot of that which is which is great because i send off an audition and i i make notes when i when i do the audition so i have all of the notes that i need there Mm -hmm. but then i literally forget it existed (laughs) Mm. because of because of my autoimmune issues it's that easy for me like once i'm done and it's sent i forget it exists entirely (laughs) sometimes something might trigger a memory like six months later if i didn't get it and it's like oh i wonder what happened with that huh but, like, the the send and forget is severely strong with me due to that that autoimmune issue. So it's a blessing in disguise. I never feel rejected. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, right, that. I have a CRM. I keep track of everything in there. So if I need to go back and look at something, it's all right there. But it's the ultimate send and forget. It's great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that has to be the ultimate bright side story ever. <laughs>
3: Might not to be able to remember a lot, but it helps. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. So, anything coming up that we might like aside of the um, indie game on Steam?
3: Is there anything I can talk about?
2: Right, right. Because we're not going to say anything that would get you in trouble. Uh I. Well, too been... much trouble. <laughs>
3: I've been doing some um, – I have a friend, and he – I say roped, but I say it in the most loving way. I have a friend who roped me into helping him do some NPCs for um, some of the um, – it, it's not Final Fantasy. Which one is that? Um, Cloud is one of the characters. Could you help yeah. me remember? Which... <laughs> Cloud and Aerith. Which one is that? I get it confused with Final Fantasy and Fantasy Star, and there's one other one. I get the names confused. But we are doing voiceover because the original games never had voiceover to them, and so we're taking these retro games and creating voiceovers, so there's mods that have these voiceovers with NPCs. Oh, cool. He's he's let me go absolutely nuts, and I'm like in one of the mods for 7, it's FF7. Um... I am like twelve different NPCs. I think it was ten to ten to twelve different NPCs. Some some of them are kids. Uh there's there's one little little boy who, who lost his cat and and he needs help finding it. Can you help him find it? Uh, <laughs> and you know, different stuff like that. So it's all that's a lot of fun. <laughs> um Very cool. <laughs> um let's see. That, that's been a lot of fun. Just it's a great sense of community too. They're all really beautiful people, and it's just it's a heck heck ton of fun.
2: Heck ton cool. Of fun. So I wanted to ask you about what you because we, when we had talked about it before we started recording, just because I think this is very cool, and this will let people get to know you a little bit better. Um, when you're not doing voice acting, you do catering.
3: Well, I do a lot of things. I'm a creative, so I'm always creating something. Uh, I'm a super taster, so food is super important to me. <laughs> okay, you
2: program. said that before also. What is a super taster?
3: A super taster can taste things a lot more complexly than the average palate. we were the ones that, you know, people talk about how cilantro tastes like soap.
2: I've heard people say that, but I... I've never experienced that.
3: That's often an attribute that it is common among super tasters. I taste things in the equivalent of super high definition, basically. Okay. <laughs> I can often taste a dish and tell you exactly what's in it. Because uh, I like cilantro. <laughs> cilantro for me, doesn't taste like soap, it tastes like perfume. There's Interesting. a difference. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, my my palate breaks things down and I just, I taste everything. And so I love food. Uh, I've had to also take interest in food because of my health issues. I'm on a really actually quite strict diet. It doesn't feel like it because I'm able to kind of work around that really easily. Um, mm-hmm. Now that I've been, you know, I got diagnosed with a lot of different stuff. That's a bunch of stuff on top of each other, basically. It took them a long time to kind of figure out the things because like, one thing was causing something and something else was causing something else (laughs) and it was like, oh dear. Uh, But food has been something I lost joy in for a while and now that I've kind of just started getting playful with it, I'm really able to not only make really good things for myself, but for others. And so I actually do catering as part of a hobby and that's something that that I'll do is I'll actually go to people's houses and cook for them just because I enjoy it and I love making, I have a friend who lives in Seattle. I go visit him and I cook for him for a week and I leave him a whole fridge and freezer full of different leftovers so that he can just have different meals and enjoy them. <laughs> and I love doing that. Like he loves it. Cause he's like, I just, I get really tasty food for until it's gone and <laughs> it makes him happy. And I'm like, that makes me happy. I love feeding people. Uh, but I can also feed people who have different dietary constraints. And I've had some really crazy requests for dietary restraints over the years that I've been able to make something for them that was satisfying because when you do have a dietary constraint for health reasons it mm-hmm. can be really frustrating and heartbreaking and mm. you know especially if you're somebody who really used to enjoy food like that's a thing that matters to people if you feed people there's different ways you can feed them and one of them is make something to them that has a memory attached so You know, there's one person Mm -hmm. that was gluten-free that had really badly wanted uh, chicken and dumplings. But chicken and dumplings, gluten-free, most of them are more than a little unpleasant. (laughs) So I sat down and I did a whole bunch of math and a whole bunch of figuring out. And I developed a recipe and I made him homemade chicken and dumplings. And he's like, this is is so much better than I remember. And like he was actually got kind of crying because it was like, wow, I never thought I'd be able to eat this again. And it's just, it's really satisfying in a really unique way. And that for me was super special. But I, I also do more than cooking. I do a lot of artwork and different things like that. I, I'm a creative. I create. It's what I do. But I love doing things that can connect with others or that, you know, I, something new and different because I'm ADHD and I'm always working on some new hobby
0: (laughs) 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 yeah
2: (laughs) excellent that that's actually like really fascinating i could probably spend an hour talking to you just about the cooking and different um food choices and restrictions and diets and 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 all that yeah
3: you can feel free to message me if you have any questions (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, so, what I want to do now is switch over to what we call bullet questions. Rawr, rawr. <laughs> I will pose a question. First thing that comes to mind, there are usually no wrong answers.
0: Usually?
3: <laughs> usually. <laughs> I feel like there's a story behind that, but let's let's uh, let's find that out after the show. <laughs> okay, you ready? Ready as I'll ever be.
2: All right, favorite Muppet, Beaker. <laughs> Excellent. Um, favorite Star Wars production, movie or TV?
3: Uh, I actually kind of like Rogue One because it was really different. Okay. I know that's, that's... that's,
2: No, that's that's, cool.
3: That's taboo, I know, but (laughs) I I liked it because it was very different.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we will give equal time, so favorite Star Trek movie or TV show.
3: Oh, that's really hard.
2: I I know, you asked the hard-hitting questions here. Gotta go
3: old school with Wrath of Khan.
2: Wrath of Khan. Which which Wrath Wrath of Khan?
3: Oh, dang. Getting deep now. (laughs) (laughs) I, I can't pick. I can't. <laughs> Don't make me. I can't.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ricardo Montalban or Benedict Cumberbatch? Uh- <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's hard.
2: Moving over to comics, let's go with favorite DC movie or TV show.
3: Oh. Well, I haven't seen all of the DC movies or TV shows, so that's you've got me at a disadvantage there.
2: That's Okay. Go, with, um, your favorite is based on what you've seen.
3: I kind of like where they went with some of the Daredevil TV show, just because I thought it was a more accurate depiction in my mind of when I read the comics of like how that was, how I pictured it.
2: Okay. So I was going to give equal time to Marvel, <laughs> um, which Daredevil is of Marvel. Yeah.
3: I'm confused.
2: <laughs> What's that?
3: I get them confused. DC, DC, like, I like the idea of the Wonder Woman. DC is Wonder Woman, right? Yes. Batman and all that. Yep. (sighs) Yeah, I had so many comics growing up, but the thing is that I didn't have the covers for a lot of them (laughs) because they were gifted to me from somebody who got them from a pharmacy that they were going to throw them out.
2: Right. We
3: could keep them if they didn't have a cover.
2: Right. 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 Never
3: had covers because again we didn't have a ton of money so
2: that was the same and libraries do that also oh, with that. older books they'll they um take the front cover off and they'll be available it's just i mean it's great that people get the book but to take the to to do that to a book
3: so I guess I never really ne- remembered to associate because the cover usually has like emblazoned, you know, DC. Yeah. Or Marvel. Um, so I never really thought of them in the terms of like DC or Marvel. Okay. It was just like appreciating the characters. And so I think that's where my brain gets that confused because like growing up, none of my comics really had covers to <laughs> be able to tell. Oh, well, sure. If you looked at the back, but I didn't spend much time looking at the back because I was uh, studying the art <laughs> inside.
2: Right. Right. So you you like the Daredevil show that was on Netflix?
3: Yeah, I thought they did a really good job with it. I, I didn't yes. see all of it yet, but yeah.
2: Yeah, that was really good. Really good. I like that a lot. Um, are you looking forward to Daredevil Born
3: Again? I don't know. I'm I'm torn. Because, like, I, I'm frustrated what they did with Flash when they did all the Flash stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see if they're going to mess it up like that.
2: Well, from what what I've been reading is that it's going to be a lot more like the Netflix series was than okay. like a lot of the stuff that's been on Disney. But like more Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. Yes, please.
3: <laughs> we all have our favorites.
2: As as villains go, his has been really good. <laughs> I like it. Well, Pat, can people find you on social media?
3: Yes. My, my social media tag is a little tricky. Uh, it's my gamer tag from Xbox. So <laughs> <laughs> I've had it around for a while, and I've just kind of come to wear it as a badge of honor. Uh-huh. Uh, it's Sexy Fox. So C-X-E-E-F-O-X-X. Sexy Fox on Twitter, on Instagram. That's me. Awesome. I also, to, I also used to be a redhead. So, you know, it made sense back then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> People can find me on Facebook for those that are, I I, I don't post much. I mostly just read it for the stuff. But if you want to find me out there, facebook.com slash J-O-R-D-A-N dot G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B dot five zero three six, because I never changed what they just like set me up with. And on the service formerly known as Twitter, uh at gg underscore qa cat thank you so much for taking time today i really appreciate it especially with all the schedule juggling we did
3: it's been a lot of fun thank you
2: it's been fantastic speaking with you and we will kick this back to Tilly and Susan
0: thank you it's over it's over it's over just the interview is over And, of course, do not forget, every Tuesday, a new episode of Tilly's Trans Tuesdays. That's right. I mean, most Tuesdays.
1: There are some that it is not there. It is most Tuesdays. Most
0: Tuesdays. And you get to hear absolutely a lot more of us.
1: (laughs) That's right. And who doesn't want that?
0: (laughs) Coming out Wednesday, February 7th, The Kingery, Season 13 Hiatus, Special 1 Right, and as
1: we said, these are our little mini-episodes to tide you over, so there's no, no preview because they're very short. Yeah, just otherwise it minutes. would just
0: be the whole thing. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. You've
1: got to subscribe to the show for that.
0: Yeah. Go we'll do it. Go do it. Coming out Wednesday, February 28th, Genesis Avalon Patriot, episode 14.
4: We have to get Tim to pump the brakes on whatever he's thinking before it's too late.
2: I know, Jaina, I know. Something tells me a quick phone call is not going to stop World War III.
4: All it took to stop it the first time was one Russian who made the call not to push the button when he wasn't sure if the US was actually firing its arsenal. Turned out to be a software glitch.
2: Pretty sure that Tim isn't suffering from malware.
4: If only it were so simple. Just tell Olivia to run her antivirus or something. I don't get it. We were on the same page when I left. He was going to run down the legal routes with the UN, continue to pressure the U.S., and I was going to actually get Sam out. Now I have Sam, and he's not even able to hear me say that. I'm sorry. That was the last VPN I had. I told you, whatever proxy or packet exploit we had is gone now. We have our own version of the Great Firewall, and they patched it. So even though you sent us that message from Casey... It was an accident. A delayed transmission, really. Uh, Years ago, when the Freedom Press was first getting started, she would set them up to attempt to re-upload every hour, hoping that some traffic would get through. Uh, That message you heard was one that she tried to send five years ago, and it's not a method we can use now. Uh, Wow. You're not getting information back to the UK. Not this way, at least. La la la, the show
0: is almost done. Yay!
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's that you were saying?
0: That was the wildest thing I've ever heard. What is? Number seven in Japan. Right? (laughs) This they show. don't understand that no one is supposed to listen to this. No one's supposed to? I mean... We have news, we have
1: interviews with all the great people who make our shows that Jordan does that are so wonderful, and there's good stuff here. This is
0: like, I feel like, though, it's like a very pendant nerd show. It's a niche. <laughs> like it's there's very, a niche audience. very niche. Yes. So... I'm just saying some of you may be confused. (laughs) But maybe this will get them to listen to our
1: other shows, and that would be great. That's true. Perhaps you have been teased by something we have said, and you will check those shows out. We can only hope. All right, Japan, you have a mission. Thank you. Okay, Teal. Yeah, that's the end of this episode. Right. Oh. That's what we're doing. Okay, we're at the end
0: now. That would happen.
1: Our other shows are way more professional really, than this one.
0: See, that's all I'm saying. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. Be sure to stop by the website at PendantAudio.com, the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash audio. We're on Twitter at PendantWeb. You can find us on YouTube at Pendant Productions, though we haven't posted anything there in a long time, so maybe probably don't do that. And... <laughs> Um. Yeah, I guess I know I lost my train of thought. It's been too long, and I'm melting. So yeah, it's like it's, hot. it's,
0: it's like s- 80 degrees today. In, in in it's 77.
1: Yeah, in Los Angeles,
0: it's hot right now.
1: And we're, we're recording. It's on January 29th. So
0: that's what, crap. What is that? That's, that's wrong. not correct weather. All right, we
1: got to get out of here. Okay, we'll see you back here next month if we're lucky. Because after this, whoo.
0: This is
1: Susan Bridges. And Tilly Bridges. Thanks for listening.
0: Don't give me that look. You
1: gave me a look when I wasn't sure about my ending spiel, and then you forgot to say your own name.
0: Okay, but I forgot who goes first.
1: <laughs> We've only been doing this show for like 10 I, years. No,
0: we have no idea what how long it's been. No. No! No!
1: We don't know them.
0: We could. Potential knowing ahead. <laughs> the theme to TWIP is Mr. Exposition by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0. At the end of the show. End the, end the, the end of the show. At 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 the end of the show. Ta-da! That's the show. The show is done. That's the show. The show is over now.